Joe, are you hearing me? Wow. My goodness. Raw check. Hello? Keep mm. your hands on the table, Such. Mm. <laughs> I'll tell you my happy gnome story. I think you'll all get a chuckle. Okay. I'm ready, oh. I'm ready when you are there. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 287, December 17th. 2019, man, it was a hot, a hot wait, stretch. Wait, it I'm was. Out. I think you said 287 yesterday. No, are you it, sure? I think you said 286 yesterday. 287. It is whatever I say it is. <laughs> it's 287. I should have known better. <laughs> I apologize. 53 degrees on this day in 1939. They had a little warm up there in 39. And 17 below on two occasions, 1983 and 1985. And again, no. I. Bring you those temperatures because they amuse me. It's all right. Today I agree with everything you say. I would it's Garage Logic <laughs> with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor. There's a great uh, pub on Selby Avenue in St. Paul called the Happy Gnome. Great bar food, great craft beer list. It's a a funky place. I like it. I've been there a number of times. They're closing uh, as of January 1st after 14 years in business. And uh, they say they're just not going to renew their lease. And so, oh, I'm sorry, the last day of business will be Sunday, December 22nd, so this Sunday. Uh, thank you for 14 wonderful years of memories. The post reads, please stop by this week for one more pint with us. So I got curious. I, I was wondering what the impact of maybe uh, higher minimum wage laws might have on that. And I, I searched around and and uh, I looked up. Uh, I got a very great website that seemed to be directing me to maybe whatever corporate office they might enjoy because sure. they own a number of restaurants. And I dialed it, and uh, I got an answer, and I identified myself, uh, and that got absolutely no recognition, which was fine. <laughs> yeah. And I, I humbling sometimes. I identified myself, and I said, "I'm I'm calling, uh, inquiring if the minimum wage laws uh, have had any impact on your decision not to renew the lease." And she said, "We're not closing." Huh. And I said, well, it's, but it's in the papers. Uh, it's on all the news outlets here. It says you're not renewing your lease. She says, no, we're, we're open. I could hear voices in the background. Yeah. We're not, we're not closing. We're, everything's great. We're not closing. Okay. And I looked at the website that was on my screen still where I got the number from because I was wondering why I called such an odd area code number. I was talking to the hoppy gnome in, uh, <laughs> in Fort Wayne, Indiana. There you go. <laughs> That's what you want. <laughs> the, the area code didn't didn't seem to slow your. You know, I didn't know. I thought maybe they got corporate offices some other city. But no, she she said you've reached the Hoppy Gnome. We're in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And I looked on the website and said, Oh boy, thank you. Then you, then you went. Never mind. Yeah, thanks, Emily. Never mind. The Hoppy Gnome. The Hoppy Gnome. So did you? You never did get your question answered then. No, and I, I I don't know who to call. I, I spent more time than I should have. A number of longstanding restaurant institutions in Sacramento are now closing, citing the minimum wage hike. The uh, owners can't afford the rising cost of doing business in California. 
Uh, on January 1st, 2020, California's minimum wage will rise to 13 bucks an hour for businesses that employ 26 workers or more. 12 bucks an hour for businesses with fewer workers. By 2023, minimum wage in the state will be mandated at 15 bucks an hour. And it's $16 and something in Seattle, where we learned that the woman yesterday has oh. been put out of mm-hmm. business. Yeah. Several restaurateurs. Is it restaurateurs or restaurateurs? I thought it was restaurateurs, but I'll look it up. They've crunched the numbers and how the increased labor costs will impact operations and have determined they can no longer sustain themselves. California is a rough state to do small business. Paul Frega told uh, KMAX-TV uh, they want everybody to make about 20 bucks an hour, but for the smaller guy, I can't afford that. Frega owned Perry's Restaurant uh, on Highway 99, a place that until Sunday served dinners for 30 years. That's going out of business. Joe, it is Restaurateur. Restaurateur. There's no end. No end. Huh? Correct. Another Sacramento station, KXT-TV, reported last month that the Iconic. Just a minute. Ooh, you got a thing got there? You got a horn? <laughs> that the iconic uh, Fat City Bar in Sacramento's historic downtown decided to shut down after 43 years. Owner, wow. owner Jerry Fat, that's where the name comes from, told the station it was purely a business decision. We've had a great ride, uh, but due to the steady decline in old Sacramento business, coupled with rising costs and increased competition for those shrinking dollars, we made the decision to close. There's a Greek restaurant called Opa Opa that's been there for 14 years. That's shutting down. Uh, so the people in the salon are windmilling themselves. These are the these are the only. This is really the only form of industry that's now passing for anything. And the, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, and because we've elected people who want to tell us how to behave, who to pay, what right. to pay, what to offer, uh, these places can't stay in business. Uh, five will get you ten. Part of that decision by the Happy Gnome had to be rising minimum wage costs. I'm sure, but when again, coupled, maybe coupled with a rising lease cost, when will these people claim victory? When will they say, "Look at what we've done"? When there's one restaurant open, when well, you're when they're, I mean, what is it? What's their end? What's their end touchdown line? That's exactly what has been on my mind because the, nobody from the salon has responded. Is this what they would call the market sorting itself out or is this just a stupid mistake on their part and they're afraid to address it? What's going on here? It's a because, stupid mistake on their part. They're not smart enough to say that the market is sorting itself out. Okay. They don't even believe in the market. Right. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. You, you would think, though, that there would have been a proviso, a provision in that bill that excludes restaurants and bars. Mm-hmm. The other thing that amuses me is uh, we've been through this. Uh, Dave Cosetta of Cosetta's mm-hmm. uh, pointed out that uh, the salon has ordered him that he can't have black plastic to go right. trays. Right. Yeah. You know, with the folding top, yes. and and because yeah. because the recycling, the recycling mechanisms apparently cannot detect that black plastic. They cannot distinguish it from clear plastic, which apparently they can recycle. So, what does the salon do? Well, they go to the restaurateur and tell him, we don't care what it costs you. You can no longer buy the black plastic right. recycling trays. You've got to get recyclable to go material. Why don't they go to the recycling company and say, 
do what you got to do so your damn meters can read black plastic. Right. You yeah. need new software. You why, need to write why new is code. It always in, they always go after the business. I think you just brought it up uh, seconds ago. They're ignorant. They're dumb. They yeah. don't know any better. Yeah. Uh, I read an editorial, I believe it was last week, and somebody was talking about recycling and uh, saying how we should recycle steel. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait a minute, you dumb Dumb bastard! We've we've been recycling steel right. since at least the Second World War, if not World War One. I. I don't think John Allen, our friend in Brainerd, who owns the mm-hmm. uh, Bar Harbor, yep, uh, a, a very successful guy. Yes, and uh, uh, owns one of the top two boat collections in the country. He and Lee Anderson, <laughs> right. his buddy up there, they have a friendly rivalry. So there was a big to do this year at, at the at the uh, Gull Lake Boat Show. Mm-hmm. And it was Lee Lee Anderson was gracious enough to host it at his house. Nice. And it was something <laughs> else. It's just an amazing, amazing place. So anyway, Alan, uh, uh, the Bar Harbor catered it. Yep. So at one point in the night, I see Alan going around and collecting all the plastic cups. I know the cups well. That have BH on mm-hmm. them. And I said, well, what the hell are you doing? He said, are you kidding me? These cost me 25 cents a piece. <laughs> well, he, he, there's a reason he's in the position he is. Right. 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 But, uh, but uh, well. well. What's your point? Uh, my point is that businesses are as conscientious as you could possibly want them to be. They're ahead of the curve, just like automobile manufacturing became ahead of the curve on tailpipe emissions. Now, it was a big piece in the Tribune the other day. Why aren't we still having cars examined for tailpipe emissions? Yeah, I read that, too. Because they're so damn clean, you're yeah. not going to detect anything. Yeah. You're going to weed out a few from the 70s, and then the, it doesn't matter because they don't, they're don't. they not counted anyway. Our friend Reavers <laughs> is uh, is on his journey. It's the Dumb Dumb. What's it called? The Dumb Dumb Run. The Dumb Dumb Run. And uh, he's been uh, traveling uh, from California back here. Uh, Godspeed. It, it appears that he will make it in time to do tomorrow's show. Yeah. And Kenny bet that he would not. Yeah. Uh, and I have a note from Ben who said, what did Reavers think that was so special that he flew to California to buy? We're, we're getting a lot of that. Okay, yeah. let me finish. Joe, you're enough of a car guy to buy a Stelvio. That's an Alfa Romeo Stelvio from Schmelz out in Maplewood. But you don't think it's an important detail to let us car guys know what car was purchased? Ben, didn't we point out it was a it was an 05 Lincoln Navigator? Yes, right. Yeah, it's nothing an av- special. Aviator, and it? It, it, I thought it was uh, aviator. 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 I'm sorry, yeah, aviator. And well, which is bigger, the Navigator or the Aviator? The Navigator is bigger. The Aviator is the little brother. Oh, I didn't know that. I think he went to get it. anyway. It's a Lincoln, Ben. It's a big Lincoln SUV. And he's getting a lot of flack on uh, Twitter for doing this. And are these who hasn't done this? I've done this. I did it for a snowmobile in Oregon. I haven't. I haven't. I would I never to, buy a car sight unseen. You're such, I drove to Maplewood okay, once. To, okay, it's a good thing you said sight unseen because I was about to call you out on something, but I won't now. But you, oh, you, you may. You, you've got one on the way right now. But I owned it. Yeah. Yeah, I owned it. Yeah, yeah, and that I'm glad you said that. Yeah. yeah, I owned it, and then I've had all pictures resubmitted to me, and all service records resubmitted to me. Okay, and in, the, in the three years since I haven't had it, only four thousand miles was put uh, on the I'll, car. All out, my old man. He yeah. did it. He yeah. bought. He bought something in Florida. Uh, he got all the information. It was low miles, a new vehicle, uh, hard to find. 
He had it shipped up to his place yep. and uh, drove it for years, and it was a wonderful, wonderful vehicle. But there are just as many stories where when you get there, the seats are full of holes and cigarette burns <laughs> right. and the thing smokes and burns oil. And, yeah. and uh, fortunately for Reavers, that apparently was not he, the case. He did tell me he got pictures of everything. Everything yep. looked really good. And it only had 60,000 miles, which he couldn't find anything around here even close to that. So, And he's been... he. For years, he's been talking about this. Yep. He, he won't shut up about yep. this car. Nope. He loves it. Why 13 he miles to, per gallon in the city, 18 on the highway. Why he had to have that particular vehicle, I don't know. He, but he uh, had I, can he yeah. I can understand. I can understand. I can relate. Yeah. I can he had relate. it when he was younger, loved it, and yeah. wished he'd never gotten rid of it. And so, it's Well, when I asked wish. him a couple of basic questions yesterday, I said, did you at least check the oil? And he went, uh, no. Can we both talk to him on the phone? Yeah. Then last night he calls me. Yeah. yeah. And he said, how do I unthaw my windshield washer fluid? <laughs> He's got California washer fluid, which is probably 90% water. Right. It froze solid in Wyoming. Oh. I said, don't do anything when it's safe. Every once in a while, stop. Get out, throw snow on the windshield, and use your wipers to clear the right. windshield. Old school. And then when you get home, you're going to have to put that in a warm setting somewhere for 12 hours. Are, are you going to are you going to bring up what what, what he suggested? Or, 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 what are you, you going to? Oh, he pr- wanted to know if I pour gas. In. I said, Are you out of your mind? <laughs> no. He's got worse <laughs> car consciousness than you. Yeah, thank I'm you. looking wow. at you. <laughs> if he would have said that to me, I would have said. Pull over. Pull over. I'll be there in 12 right. hours. <laughs> Get out of the car immediately. <laughs> anyway, he's through the Black Hills. He's going to yep. make it. Huh? Yep. He just posted I, a couple, uh, three really cool yeah. pictures. you have a song Especially for this, John? I do. I wrote a song for Mr. Reavers. All right. I hope you guys like it. I yeah. hope he likes it. Is there it a place for us to sing? Yeah, there could be, actually. Why does that sound I, I'm like not properly cool. warmed up yet. <clears throat> me, me, me. You ain't no Terry Kath, are you? I'm not. <laughs> Uh, are you in tune? I was playing the wrong chord, Kenny. <laughs> For his own song. For my own song. Ready? Yeah. At the end, there's a part for you guys, okay? Chris Reavers is on the road in that aviator from Lincoln. Uh, lots of folks in GL not sure what he was thinking. <laughs> uh, coming into home through Wyoming. Plans to do no roaming, got a show to do on Wednesday, a show to, to do, do on Wednesday. Wednesday. One more verse. <laughs> Before he left California, Chris didn't check the oil. <laughs> That's the kind of thing that makes the mayor's blood boil. <laughs> I hope the car makes it all the way, should be home in another half a day. Got a show to do on Wednesday. Got a show to do on Wednesday. Now that I'm worried about it, did he check the coolant? Well, that's what I was wondering too. But the mechanics, uh, he oh. isn't antifreeze, antifreeze in all fifty states. It's just how thick is the mix, and I right. think I think I don't know, but I think it's universal. I don't know that for sure, though. I sent to uh, Reavers uh, for his uh, production. Uh, we're getting uh, liners sent to us by listeners. They're fantastic. And, and the most recent that came in is from David and Laura in Bogodich, Poland. Really? We're getting them from Poland. Rookie, BYD. We've been through this before. Yep. BYD. Yep. G-O-S-Z-C-Z. Oh, I Bidogic. Z. Bidogic. I 
B-Y-D-G-O-S-C-Z-Z, Poland. I'm going to go with Bajdogich. Bajdogich. Yes, you don't say the S-C-Z-Z. Why does your voice go down to that certain octave? Eastern block, and you do not smile. You have to talk in that octave if you're from there. And you're wearing gray. Okay. And standing in line for soup. Stale soup. Eight days a week, that's all that's left for Christmas. I can't sing that. Oh, wow. Wow. I've got a great, uh, just happened. I've got a great note on behalf of my friends at RF Moeller from Janine Flente from Rosemount, who calls herself a self, self-proclaimed CI girl extraordinaire. Uh, Joe, I finally had the need to shop at Moeller's, but it's not in my neighborhood. No problem. I browsed their huge selection of earrings on the website and selected a beautiful set of earrings for my sister. The online order process was quick and easy. My order arrived within two days. Plenty of time for last-minute Christmas gift. The boys gave me a nice GL discount. Gorgeous gift wrapping, and I couldn't be happier. A reminder to all fellow GLers as we push back, remember it's Merry Christmas, not the secular, safe, and sanitized. Happy holidays. Pushing back every day in Gumption County. Janine. Isn't that wonderful? Very nice. Awesome. That's, uh, I love when our uh, listeners do our work for us. R.F. Moeller Jeweler, there's eight days left. R.F. Moeller's been around for 68 years. They can they can help you with your angst. You walk in, you're sweating. They know what to do. They'll help you. Any kind of angst? Any kind of angst. <laughs> Not your claustrophobia. Oh, okay. <laughs> they know that giving the gift of jewelry isn't about practicality or feeling some need that someone has. It's about creating family memories, heirlooms, passing things down from generation to generation to show an appreciation and expression of love. Yes, I said it. The curmudgeon said it. The L word. (laughs) Visit RF Moeller and they'll help you find a gift that expresses your love. Three stores, 50th in France in Edina, Ford in Cleveland in St. Paul, downtown Minneapolis in Gavaday, and online as Janine took advantage of at rfmoeller.com. Turn your mic on, Joe. Microphone. Are you ready for it now? Yeah. (laughs) A man who's never had a relationship with a tree. But lilacs are another story. (laughs) Joe Sushiro. Thank you, Laura. That's from from Poland. Yes. (laughs) She got you there, Mayor. Here's a tip from the MinnesotaGunClass.com on uh, what you should do to protect yourself legally after a violent encounter. You have a permit to carry. You have all the education that goes with it. You do carry. And now, unfortunately, you've had to fire your gun in self-defense. What do you do in the next 20 minutes? And what you do is going to determine where you get to live for the next 20 years. That's a real eye-opening sentence there. Will it be at home with your family or, God forbid, it's in prison? Five things you have to do in order. Number one, make sure you're safe. Number two, call 911 right away. Number three, call your attorney. Number four, say hi to the wife, the family. Hey, everything's okay. And then number five, of course, deal with the police and obey all of their commands when they show up. Each one of these tasks must be performed correctly and exactly, giving too much or too little information. 
That's going to put you in serious trouble. To learn more, watch the Minnesota Gun Class 10-minute video on the legal aftermath of an encounter. And you do that at minnesotagunclass.com slash GL. And if you're looking to get your permit to carry, join over the over, over 20,000 Minnesotans who have already trusted Minnesota Gun Class for certification. Uh, they do that at 28 state locations, statewide locations, uh, including five right here around the metro. The class is geared for everyone from beginners to advanced shooters. So if you're re-upping, a great place to go. Give a, You can actually give the gift of training to your loved ones. Gift certificates are available. Go to minnesotagunclass.com slash GL. Make sure you put that slash GL in there for more information and to watch the video. And you know what? People, uh, I've been reading, people uh, prefer experiences to be given to them than gifts at Christmas. Yeah, That yeah. would be an experience. And you know what? I have a friend uh, whose dad did this for the whole family two years ago, mm-hmm. and the whole family attended. Uh, a, 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 a case that did not involve a gun, but I was reading about a guy in Oklahoma. Maybe you have this in the news, John, where he... Uh, there was a guy trying to break into the woman's room stall where his daughter was. Oh, boy. God, so he punched that. the guy, and the guy died. Oh. He got eight years in prison. Oh. Wow. I don't know where to be on that. I don't know where my sensibilities oh, are. Well, you, you know, you're a dad, so I know what a dad should do. Yeah, I know where my sensibilities are. Jordy, frequent contributor Jordy, sends along some points to ponder. Ah, as yes. we uh, okay. continue to push back. If masculinity were truly toxic... Then kids growing up without dads would presumably be better off than those who have them. But they're not. They tend to be more depressed, aggressive, and criminal. Truth is, we need more masculinity in society, not less. And he's quoting somebody named Alan Beth Stuckey. Allie Beth Stuckey. Here's another one. It really bugs me when chumps who fled the Soviet Union, Cuba, China, Venezuela, or North Korea think they know more about socialism than a 28-year-old 10th-year undergrad in gender studies from Santa Fe with a verified Twitter account. Yeah. That's awesome. And finally, a cartoon that reads, Warning, this is an inclusive society, and if we think you are talking, thinking, or behaving in a non-inclusive way, you will be excluded. (laughs) Ain't that the truth? That's what it's come to. Yeah, let's come to this, too, just a minute. The uh, U.S. has the highest rate of single-parent households in the world. Study finds foreshadowing problems. It's from Pew Research. <clears throat> the study analyzed 130 countries around the world based on the criterion of the number of kids living with one parent and no other adults. Found that the U.S. had the highest share of single-parent households at 23%. Almost a quarter of U.S. children under the age of 18 live with one parent and no other adults, more than three times the share of children around the world who also do so. The share around the world is 7%. The study, which analyzed how people's living arrangements differ by religion, also found that U.S. children from Christian and religiously unaffiliated families are about equally likely to live in this type of arrangement. Hmm. In comparison, 3% of children in China, 4% of children in Nigeria, and 5% of children in India live in single-parent households. In Canada, the share is 15%. Uh... Though the runner-ups are also Western nations with higher than average uh, rates, the U.S. has a significantly higher margin of single-parent households than all of the other nations outside of the United Kingdom, which is at 21%. Anybody noticing a pattern here? 
the decline of moral and ethical integrity in Western society. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pew said the results are due in part to a decline in marriage rates and a rise in births outside of marriage in the U.S. A similar study Pew conducted last year found that one-third of all U.S. children are living with an unmarried parent, a figure that has nearly tripled since 1968, Mm. rising from 13% to 32%. The data included unmarried cohabiting parents, which accounted for the 32% figure. The Washington Free Beacon suggested the study's results are in direct correlation to the Western world's move away from traditional family structures, citing the steady decline wow. of marriage. America's top spot has been a long time coming, the Free Beacon report added. From the U.S. Census Bureau shows in 1960, just 9% of U.S. children live with one parent in 1960. In 60 years, the number has tripled. Although many still debate the notion, several studies have shown that family structure is an important factor in a child's future future success, if not the most important predictor. What have I often told you? You can statistically avoid poverty by graduating from high school and getting married before you have a child. It's that simple. Sets you up. It's that simple. Yeah. Two parents, 32%. The single single strongest predictor of a child's economic fortunes is the fraction of single parents in the area where she grew up, the Atlantic reported on a Harvard social mobility study. In that study, researchers concluded that the fraction of children living in single-parent households is the strongest, strongest correlate of upward income mobility among all the variables explored. Family structure does not just predict economic success either. Research by Sarah McClanahan at Princeton University and Bruce Ellis at the University of Arizona also found that boys raised by single mothers are more significantly likely to end up in jail and uh, girls uh, more significantly to become pregnant. And those are, those are a couple of professors from the failed academy who probably went against their peers in these findings. Yeah. Right? Isn't that amazing? Wow. Though? Isn't that amazing? I wonder what the... Uh percentages, and I, I'm just thinking out loud here, of kids raised by just fathers alone where something has either happened or the mom just not present. Uh, Allie, Allie Beth Stuckey, if masculinity were truly toxic, then kids growing up without dads would presumably be better off than those who have them. But they're not. They tend to be more depressed, aggressive, and criminal. Truth is, we need more masculinity in society, not less. Harumph, harumph, harumph. 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 And I also wonder what the statistic is for uh, divorced couples, but the father, both the father and the mother are very, very active in the upbringing of the child. I would say that kid stands a chance of success. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And... Do you think that kid would stand a, a lesser um, chance than um, a, a mom and dad living together and truly, truly in love and respecting each other? Your question didn't make sense. Yeah, it did in my mind, but it didn't come out right. Which mean, is without being married? Which, yeah, which is better in your world, mom and dad in love and respecting each other, or we're mom, using the word love on this show way too often? A lot of love. I think it's great. Love. I agree. It's wonderful. Well, I think what love matters, uh, and or or versus mom and dad divorce, but both parents playing a very active role. I think that it would be a. A horse apiece there. Yeah. I think it would be a horse apiece. Yeah. The, the point is both parents involved. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Are you prepared to do any work for us today, John? Uh, I got a lot of stuff, Joe. John, do you have anything on love? Love. Love. R.F. Mola Jr. <laughs> <laughs> He's selling love. We'll come a back four with A four-letter word. Hyatt. 
The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Before we get to news, let me tell you about uh, my friends up at Mancetti's Pizza and Pasta, 3603 Round Lake Boulevard, uh, just about a mile north of Highway 10 on Round Lake Boulevard, right on the border of Anoka and Andover. Uh, best food in the area. I'm telling you, you can go there. They make all their own sauces. They have great Italian sauces. Uh, they have great pizza out there. I also got some stuff I should tell you about for Christmas. Uh, Greg Tigan and his wife, Rochelle, run the place. They've been GLers for a while, and Greg wants to thank all the GLers. Uh, Toys for Joy wrapped up yesterday, and he said the garage logicians were out there in force bringing Toys wonderful up in that area. Of course, they were. Thank, thank you. you. Ain't no kid gonna have a toy on our watch. That's right. So, thank you, GLers, for that. Also, don't forget through Christmas, still about a week to take care of this. You buy a twenty-five dollar gift card at Mancetti's, you get a five dollar gift card free. Uh, with those gift cards, lots of great food. They got the take and bake pizzas, which are wonderful. You bring them home, eat them. Uh, you can sit in the restaurant, eat any of their homemade sauces. They have millions of different. So wait. Uh, you, yeah. you bring them home. I was thinking the same thing. And then you you eat them. You get you, you bring them home and, and, and eat them. It's not you them in the parking lot. Home. You right. don't stop to set up a stove right take there. And the, bake pizzas. Right. You take them home. That's like they'll come to you to clean your chimney. Exactly. Yeah. You don't exactly. have to bring the chimney to them. Exactly the same thing. Uh, try uh, try the. Spaghetti and meatballs and meatballs, uh, they make there are fabulous. So you can't go wrong up there. It's Mancetti's Pizza and Pasta, 3603 Round Lake Boulevard, uh, about a mile north of Highway 10. Thanks to Greg and Rochelle uh, for their, uh, their stuff. In news, Shakopee Middle School reported over 300 students absent due to flu-related illnesses on Monday. According to Shakopee Public Schools, West Middle School reported 322 student absences, which is about 28% of the student body. Last week, Sunpath Elementary, which is in the Shakopee School District, reported 100 student absences due to flu-related illnesses. Karen Martin is the senior epidemiologist at the Minnesota Department of Health. She says there's been a slight uptick in reported flu cases for schools, but nothing out of the ordinary for this time of year. School districts are required to contact the Minnesota Department of Health when 5% of the student body is absent and reporting flu and flu-like symptoms according to Shakopee Public Schools. Keep them home. Uh, Joe, you talked about this a bit when you told us about your story calling the Hoppy Gnome the Happy Gnome. Yeah, Fort Wayne, Indiana. <laughs> yeah. They're open. They got them. The Happy Gnome in St. Paul is closing its doors after 14 years in business. In an announcement on social media Monday, the restaurant and bar owners said they decided not to renew their lease. Last day of business will be Sunday, December 22nd. The post read, thank you for 14 wonderful years of memories. The closing of the Happy Gnome follows a couple other recent restaurant closures in that area, including the Muddy Pig, which had been open 16 years, according to its owners, and Axel's Bonfire on Grand Avenue. I did not know that Axel's on Grand closed. I did not know that either. That's news to me. Selvie and Grand are your two hottest, uh, you know, youth markets in the city. Yes, craft beers, craft cocktails, and great bar food. The House expected to vote Tuesday on a $1.4 trillion government-wide spending package with an unusually large load of unrelated provisions on the must-do legislation. The package, over 2,300 pages long. Unveiled Monday as lawmakers prepared to wrap up reams of unfinished work against a backdrop of Wednesday's vote on impeaching President Trump. The spending legislation would forestall a government shutdown this weekend and give the president steady funding for the U.S.-Mexico border fence. The year-end package is anchored by a $1.4 trillion spending measure that caps a difficult months-long battle over spending priorities. 
The measure made public Monday. It takes a split-the-difference approach that's a product of divided power in Washington, D.C. Retired coal miners and business and labor union opponents of Obama-era taxes on high-cost health plans came away with big wins in weekend negotiations by top congressional leaders. The bill would also increase the age nationwide for purchasing tobacco products from 18 to 21. That's just an add-on they threw in there. Yep. Yeah, and offers business-friendly provisions on export financing, flood insurance, and immigration. Plus permanent repeal of something I don't understand, permanent repeal of a tax on high-cost Cadillac health insurance benefits. So that would make the health insurance cheaper. More affordable. More affordable. Okay. You notice how the uh, shutdown of the government, they didn't allow that to happen this year. Because can you imagine (laughs) how outraged we would be as Mm -hmm. sheeple... If these idiots shut down the government while they're busy impeaching a president. Mm -hmm. Go home and talk to your constituents during an election. And I've also noticed that uh, President Trump has pretty much stepped out of any kind of budget talk negotiations. He just lets them settle it and then signs whatever they send. I read a couple stories on this uh, story, and they both said he basically tells McConnell, or not tells, but lets McConnell and Pelosi alone. Yeah. They... Yeah. Negotiate everything in boom. And whatever yeah. you hoopleheads come up yep. with, I'll sign. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pope Francis has abolished the pontifical secret used in clergy sexual abuse cases. <laughs> a couple after, snicker bars and a Coke. After mounting criticism that the high degree of confidentiality has been used to protect pedophiles, silence victims, and keep law enforcement from investigating crimes. In the new document, the Pope decreed that information in abuse cases must be protected by church leaders to ensure its security, integrity, and confidentiality. But he said the pontifical secret no longer applies to abuse-related accusations, trials, and decisions under the Catholic Church's canon law. He also raised from 14 to 18 the cutoff age below which the Vatican considers pornographic images to be child pornography. The new laws were issued Tuesday, Francis's 83rd birthday, as he struggles to respond to the global expansion of the abuse scandal, some missteps that have been made, and demands for greater transparency and accountability from victims, law enforcement, and ordinary Catholics. Stop, stop, stop the newscast. Reavers has checked Uh-oh. in on Twitter, uh, Twitter yeah. again. Guess where he is, and I'll give you a hint. The biggest tourist trap in the upper Midwest. Sturgis. Where the hell is Waldrug. Oh, Waldrug. And he has a, he's posted a picture of himself that was obviously taken by somebody in the store there holding a t-shirt that says, I heart fudge. I see it here. Waldrug, South Dakota. Have you ever been inside there? I have not. It's, it's about the size of a a shopping center. It is absolutely huge with many, many different rooms in there. And uh, he got sucked in. (laughs) <laughs> and you don't really know why you stopped there because it's it's just no. it's a bunch of shops. I know why I stopped there because my wife and son forced me to stop okay, there. That's why you stopped there. <laughs> I went in, bought a pocket knife, and then sat in the truck for about an hour and a half. Did, did you get the bumper sticker? Oh yeah, and I, I, drug, I, I, yeah. I got a whole bunch of bumper stickers. Of, of course. What's the difference between Wall Drug and the Corn Palace? Uh, the Corn Palace is in Mitchell. Is in Mitchell, and the Corn Palace is just a simple building. That they apply corn to oh, every year. All right. Uh, Wall Drug is actually a, a destination for a lot of people. Huh. Just realized I haven't been to South Dakota in about 35 years. Yeah, it's, that, you, know, you, guys you know why? Time. Because it's exactly the same as North Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there he is. Okay. Oh, there he is. Yep. 
buying stuff. He is making tracks, baby. He's gonna, you're going to lose this bet. Oh, yeah. No, man. I've already got the 20 ready. Aren't you thankful you didn't go to a hun? <laughs> That's, we didn't tell anybody. When we were having this argument, I said to Such, are you going to back me up on this? Because, I said yes. Because I thought we were going to go 100 or 500. <laughs> yeah. And then Chris said, how about 20? It's like, eh, I can cover that. <laughs> but I think I'm just going to put the 20 in an envelope and just put it on his desk. Yeah. He'll be home for something. We can't or, give him one of these anymore. No, no, we can't no, give him the yeah. old case. Do the okay no, sign. Hell for the first time in state history, the Minnesota Board of Pardons held a hearing to consider clemency for a criminal who's already dead. Max Mason's case was among roughly two dozen considered by the three-member panel made up of Attorney General Keith Ellison, Governor Tim Walls, and the Chief Justice for the Minnesota Supreme Court. The hearings are held twice a year and give criminals a chance at clearing their names. At the start of Monday's meeting, Walls stated a person must be physically present to receive a pardon. But that criteria makes the request on Max Mason's behalf even more unprecedented. He died in 1942. This case connected to the lynching in Duluth almost 100 years ago. Just before the hearing began, Allison said this is one of those occasions where justice delayed may not be justice denied. 19-year-old Irene Tuscan. In 1920, a white woman claimed she was raped by several black men working for the circus in Duluth. That allegation spurred outrage, demonstrations, and led to three men being hung in the street. 21-year-old Max Mason at the time was arrested, but not part of the mob lynching. Mason became the only worker actually tried and convicted on on what some say were questionable charges. In court documents, a doctor who examined the woman said he didn't find any physical evidence of rape. Yet Mason served a prison sentence in Stillwater. He was released in 1925, the condition being he could never be in Minnesota again. So basically they said, well, let you out. Just never come back to our state. Yeah. I'll tell so. you a story, and I'll try to keep it as short as possible. Okay. Mm-hmm. I probably have told you before over the years, but how I got my job in the newspaper business. I read a small piece in the St. Paul Pioneer Press about a guy named Roy Houghton who had been declaring his innocence of a murder of a woman at exactly the time blacks were being hung in Duluth. Uh-huh. And he was railroaded. He got picked up for this crime, and he didn't do it. And he swore he didn't do it, and he served a, a number of years in prison, and he continued afterwards to swear he didn't do it. And every year there'd be a little blurb in the paper that uh, he he wishes he could get a pardon. So I thought, well, I, it was at the time of Watergate. And I thought, well, maybe I can follow this up. Right. And I did, and I did a story on him. I'll make a long story short. No, don't. Uh, so yeah, no way. I have questions. So you're on your own, not um, yeah. not employed by anybody. No, I'm employed by Web Publishing, doing airlines, oh, magazines, all those and goofy. stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay, and so you're out of you're out of college. Yeah. yeah. About I'm saying twenty three, twenty four. Yep. All right. So I f- found this guy, started talking to him, and then started talking to other people, and and uh, uh, interestingly enough, one of the ways I was able to demonstrate that he could not possibly have done this crime in St. Paul was that he had an alibi for what he was on the night it happened. And on the night it happened, there was a horrific blizzard. This came to me from my grandmother, who remembered the blizzard and said there was no way this guy could have gotten from where he was on Charles and McCubbin over to wherever. And and, uh, now to make the long story short, I got it to the point where I took him before the pardon board uh, Warren Spanis was on the board Shut at that point. Up. And you did this? Got him a pardon. He was really? Pardon. Wow. Yeah. And then wow. I did that. I did wow. that as a freelance piece. The Star Tribune published it. It was in the paper on the day they it was my first job at the at the Tribune. Really? No kidding. July eighth, nineteen seventy three. And you showed huh. the, but you also showed the full story to Pat, and he said, 
Trim it up, baby. <laughs> no. No. Well, was he? Was he? Um, now was he, that is really cool. Was this gentleman a black man? Yeah. Is that why he yes. was a railroader? Yes. Because, yes. Wow. Wow. Suge. Yeah, I've no never heard that story before. Yeah, I know. We've yeah. known you how never. long, and I've never heard it. 20, 30 years, 28 years, 30 I, years. I'd love to read that piece. Do you I'd have love it? to find it. <laughs> it's oh, gotta be I, could, I could find it on microfilm at the Tribune. Yeah, yeah. I hate that. Yeah. It'd be fun to read. And just to think, you didn't do anything memorable after that until you saved that state fair sign. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, wow. a long run in between. That was right. Really um, <laughs> kind of dry in between he, he, there. He huh? got a guy a pardon, and then he yeah. saved a sign. Yeah. Well, he, he tried to save you know, Metropolitan Stadium. But that, oh, that, that, that got him fired. That, 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 got, got, him fired. Fired. that got him fired. Got Sorry. him working high school volleyball. <laughs> I'm one and two. No, I'm two and one. I'm two and one. Roy Houghton, the sign, and then I lost the stadium. I'm going to write that name down because I'm going to look for that story. Yeah. I'll That's fascinating. It. I have really no idea. Yeah. Really, really is. Jeez, you're not such a bad guy after no, all, no, Joe. No, Hang on. If I, you I prick me, do I not bleed? I guess I kind of like you. Yeah. You should tell uh, liberals that story. They'd probably like you. They better. don't care. <laughs> no. If he, if he redid the column... Uh, uh, for his Sunday column, he would still get bad comments. Yeah. Oh, you probably did something wrong this, instead of getting them this out. This reeks of toxic masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would start with this sentence. Normally, I don't agree with right. Joe there you go. Yeah. 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 All your mail. Everyone has to start like All that. Your mail. <laughs> for many years, chili has been hailed for its therapeutic properties, and now researchers have found that eating chili peppers regularly can cut the risk of death from heart disease and stroke. The study was carried out in Italy, where chili is a common ingredient. The study compared the risk of death among 23,000 people, some of whom ate chili and some of whom didn't. This would be chili peppers, not actually oh, chili. Got it. I was making oh, me hungry. Okay. I told you that story because the, the Duluth uh, lynching yeah. so terrified the St. Paul black community at the time. Yeah. Uh, they were getting rounded up for anything, Jeez, anything, yeah. and they yeah. were terrified of what happened in Duluth. So where do you stand on what's happening with the Duluth, uh, Duluth lynching? And, Pardon the hell out of that and, guy. And Allison and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. That I was did, a fascinating uh, story today. I wasn't going to bring it uh, bring it up uh, after everything we talked about, but have you seen the follow to the Oklahoma massacre story uh, where they Killed all the, the, they burned down the whole black section of town in the 1920s. I, I have not. And now, um, uh, well, you know what? Let I me, saw Let ref- me pull it out. Yeah. What? Yeah, do it if you have a story. Okay. <laughs> After nearly a century, Tulsa may be closer to finally answering whether bodies of black people killed in the 1921 race massacre were dumped into mass graves after one of the worst episodes of racial violence in U.S. history. A team of forensic archaeologists who spent weeks using ground-penetrating radar at three sites in the city announced Monday they found anomalies consistent with mass graves that warrant further testing. Scientists said they detected the anomalies beneath the ground at Oak Lawn Cemetery and in an area in Tulsa called the Canes, where Interstate 244 crosses the Arkansas uh, River. Uh, this uh, goes back. The rampage was left out of textbooks in Oklahoma for uh, decades, and few people spoke about what had happened. It happened May 31st, 1921, when a white mob marched on Greenwood, one of the richest black communities in the country, often referred to as the Negro Wall Street or Black Wall Street. The mob gathered after a black teenager who was working as a shoe shiner in downtown Tulsa was arrested, accused of assaulting a white woman. There was a scuffle between angry white vigilantes gathered at the courthouse intent on lynching the shine boy and armed black men intent on protecting him, according to the commission report. Shot rang out. And that's when everything went haywire. Historians think as many as 300 black people were killed. Much of Greenwood, that black area, was burned to the ground. 
The mob destroyed 35 square blocks oh, of Greenwood, according Jeez. to a report. The destruction included 1,250 homes, churches, schools, businesses, a hospital, a library, uh, 21 restaurants, 30 grocery stores, two theaters, and a post office in the Greenwood area. Survivors reported bodies were tossed in the Arkansas River or loaded onto trains, making mm. it difficult to count the dead. In 1998, city and state officials began investigating of the first claims of mass graves in Tulsa. Have there been reparations? Have things been made good? That I do not know. I'm because, not sure. wow, wow. That's, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, Jeez, what a country. Uh, in Wisconsin. A okay. That's come yeah, that farther, was, uh, than, farther than any other country in the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. and that's true, but uh, it uh, doesn't necessarily mean we need to rest on our laurels. There's always work to do. In Wisconsin. See, that's why I didn't want to do the story. It was kind of, well, it was kind of sobering. I, that's an important story that people oh, need to know. Yeah. yeah. In Wisconsin, a man is arrested after he was found hiding in a Wisconsin family's closet. The Sparta Police Department says on December 10th, a woman's dogs kept barking at the bedroom closet. The woman and another family member tried to open the closet door but couldn't. Then they saw fingers sticking out from inside the door. <laughs> see his feet. Holding it shut. They'll never look in here. That was like me with the lady in the shed. Yeah. I saw a pair of tennis shoes and scared the hell out of me. I'm not here. Right. The, the Shoe, man, go away. The man, identified by police as 32-year-old Cabian Coleman of Rockland, said, Ho, 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 well inside the closet. He then told family members not to ruin their Christmas surprise by opening the door. <laughs> The two family members didn't open the door. They called 911. Uh, during that time, though, the intruder left the closet, went to the garage, taking some items before going to a different home. Police tracked his footprints in the snow to another garage on a different street. Once the officers got the entry code, they pushed the button to open the garage, noticed somebody inside the garage, pushed the button to close it. Do you guys have any blankets? <laughs> this happened multiple times. They opened he shot. They opened. He shot. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, an officer was able to distract the intruder and able to get into the garage. He was then arrested. He admitted he'd been using drugs and said he was on his way to turn himself in when officers started chasing him. Police said Coleman had an active arrest warrant from the Department of Corrections. A Russian spy ship has returned to international waters off the southeastern coast of the U.S. is operating in what two U.S. officials say was an unsafe manner. It's the Viktor Leonov, a Russian surveillance ship, been sailing off the coast of South Carolina and Florida the past few days. Uh, one official said the ship's actions were determined to be unsafe because it's not using running lights in low visibility weather and not responding to hails from commercial vessels. The official said the Vishna-class spy ship was also engaged in other erratic maneuvers, the U.S. Coast Guard official said the Coast Guard was broadcasting a marine safety information bulletin to alert mariners in the area to the Russian ship's presence and behavior. See, I told you guys I've had a uh, almost a lifelong relationship with Schmelz Brothers in, uh, yes? Alpha Romeo 4C Spider Expound, please. Well, it's one of the greatest collector cars currently available in the world market, and the prices just keep going up and up and up and up. If... Uh, if if I had the cash in my wallet, mm -hmm. could I pick one up? Yes. Are they're available? They're, they're out there. This yeah. is an unbelievable vehicle. I'm wow. talking about uh, the uh, Maplewood Schmelz dealership, VW, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat. Uh, my relationship is this. I went to school with John Schmelz, 
my dad bought a VW Bug from John's father, and now the third generation, Jonathan Smells, is running it. And I've uh, bought two Volkswagens. I love German and Italian cars. What can I tell you? I bought two Volkswagens from them and two Alfa Romeos. I couldn't be happier. I'm going to tell you this in all sincerity. And I have my eye on a Fiat 124 Spider because it's the closest you can come in the 21st century to a brand-new Triumph TR6 or MGB, which are no longer made. The difference being that the 124 would have a top that actually went up and down with one person doing it. It would have windows that actually rolled up and closed. It would have a heater and air conditioning, and it has panache. They're not muscle cars, and they're not not the handling of of F1 cars. I've never claimed that they were, but they have panache, and they have history on their side. I'm I'm uh, such a fiat nut. I've watched... The, I've watched the documentary on Johnny Agnelli, whatever his name is, the head of Fiat after World War II. All these vehicles available at Schmelz in uh, Maplewood. SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com, SchmelzFiat.com. Real quickly, I bought an Alfa Romeo Giulia, and it's so – I shouldn't think this way because I'm too old to be this neurotic. But it was such a lovely car. How such lovely a, was it? It was the coolest car. And it – Destroyed my aesthetic to drive it in salt. So I traded that and said, let me get an SUV. It'll be just as good, but it won't bother me as much that I'm getting salt on it. Do I dare use Iconic? Because that grill on the Alfa Romeo. It's unmistakable, isn't it? It's it's the sexiest front end I've ever seen. And the little Fiat Pops are more fun than you can shake a stick at. I'm a fan of smaller cars. I told you I had a half car. That was my Volkswagen S32. I love small cars. uh, As your legal advisor and your professional agent, uh, (laughs) I don't know. It's a toss-up between the 4C and the 124. I I really like that Alfa Romeo Well, you're not going to make a new 4C. You're not lo- oh, you're looking at the new 4C. I, I'm looking at a 2018. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I thought you were referring to, uh, uh, oh, you yes. Have, you have three cars I know of that you need to get rid of today. Just to get one. <laughs> to get this 4C. I've driven, I've driven a 4C. Oh, I, I actually have goosebumps. They're fantastic. Did you, did you ever see the Top Gear when uh, yes. uh, the yes. little guy drove the 4C through Italy? Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Yep. Uh, Schmelz, VW.com, AlfaRomeo.com, Fiat.com. Thank you. I'm so glad they've joined us. We'll be, hey, tell them you listen to us because that's how they're going to tell it the worst. Have you noticed the consolidation happening to commercial insurance agencies today? This is Patrick Ricey for the Academy Group. The big just keep getting bigger and you and your business continue to get passed around until you become a dreaded house account. You have been consolidated. All of this was done to you without your control. Get options and take control of your company's insurance program. Have the Canopy Group help you gain a commercial insurance strategy that makes your business more attractive to the insurance industry. The more insurance companies that we can get interested in your business, the more competitive your pricing will be. If your business is renewing in January, February, or March and is paying less than $80,000 in premium, don't accept being a house account. Get the attention you deserve with the Canopy Group. Visit thecanopygroup.com or call 800-967-3389. 800-967-3389. Thank you for calling Euphoria's Hanorama Kwanzmas Hotline. This all-inclusive holiday info line will help you determine which holidays are appropriate for you. Please choose a number from the following options or say the word. For information on Hanukkah, press 1. For Ramadan, press 2. For Kwanzaa, press 3. For Christmas, press 4. Let's see. Uh, you 
euphoria. I need uh, Christmas information. You have chosen Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa is not just for African Americans anymore. Kwanzaa is a fairly new holiday. Kwanzaa means fruit in Swahili. You may celebrate Kwanzaa regardless of your cultural history. If you know an African American, are of African American descent, or would secretly like to be an African American, please join the Kwanzaa celebration. Kwanzaa is fun to say and may be celebrated any way you like. Christmas. What is with these people? Bing Crosby. Snow. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I want the Christmas. You have chosen Hanukkah. You'll know that you should celebrate Hanukkah if you know the meanings of the word dreidel and menorah. If you're a member of Jews for Jesus, Hanukkah may not be appropriate for you. Hanukkah is over 2,300 years old. Happy Hanukkah. Christmas. It's a fact. You have pressed an incorrect number. Christmas. I want information on Christmas. You have you have pressed You have pressed an incorrect number. We're sorry you're having trouble. Please say the word or press the number for the holiday of choice. Christmas. Thank you for calling the Hanorama Kwanzaa's hotline. Happy holidays. Goodbye. <laughs> Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. All about April, you can see it in the people's eyes. I don't... Say it. Say it. I'm loath to keep mentioning Greta Thunberg. Uh, she's She's essentially... She's a child. And she's not... A scientist by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but she is uh, gathering quite a flock that follow her for no reason whatsoever. But I must mention that uh, climate change activist uh, Greta Thunberg has been named one of the 10 most influential people in science in 2019 by the journal Nature. In science. In science. Wow. <laughs> He's been named alongside a neurologist who brought pig brains back to life and okay. a paleontologist who shook up humanity's family tree. Those two things, remarkable. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. remarkable. Uh, also a physicist building quantum computers, a biologist editing wow. genes in adult humans, and a microbiologist fighting Ebola. Wow. And then they put this. <laughs> so she's with a lot of underachievers. He put this. They put this character in there. And and here's my only point: if you're going to accept this for scientists, I don't know what that says about your hysteria. Uh, th- that's like saying I'm one of the ten best lawyers in the world because I watch Perry Mason. <laughs> there's there's no meaning to this. There's they, no significance. If to they this. were a bowling team, their handicap just got lower. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just it's just wow. amazing. I wonder how those scientists feel about about this occurrence. So what's being passed for science? is the acknowledgement that she has created activism, which in and of itself is not at all science. That's not science. Right. That's activism. And and they're, so they're heralding her for this, that she's uh, uh, been able to inspire young people like herself to essentially become truants and, I would, not, and not go to school. I would bet that any of those people on that list with her accidentally know more 
about global warming than she does. Oh, absolutely. Accidentally. (laughs) Another was Ethiopian paleontologist Dr. Johannes Haley Selassie for his discovery of a remarkably preserved 3.8 million-year-old skull from Australia Opithecus, Anemorus, the oldest and most elusive human relative. Uh, Nature's chief features editor, this is all by Nature Magazine, Nature's chief Features editor Rich Montesurski said, Our list explores some of the year's most important moments in silence in science by highlighting people who had key roles. She had no role in science. Zero. She has no role in science. She's a petulant child who wishes to return human existence back to about 1840. Covered wagons, Oregon Trail. Ecologist Sandra Sandra Diaz made it to the list as she co-chaired a panel of 145 experts that produced the most authoritative assessment of the yet yet of the Earth's biodiversity and reported that one million species are headed towards extinction. Astrophysicist Victoria Caspi helped give a unique telescope in Canada the ability to collect the best data yet on fast radio bursts. Whatever that is, it sounds amazing. (laughs) And Greta's racing around the world on luxury yachts. She's done nothing that has anything to do with science. Except scream at adults. (laughs) Microbiologist Jean-Jacques Muyembe Tamfum, who is leading his country's efforts in the Democratic Republic of the Congo to fight the ongoing Ebola epidemic that has killed more than 2,000 people. Uh... He's he's in the 10. Stem cell biologist Hong Kool Deng is included after becoming the first to publish the results of a clinical trial using CRISPR gene editing technology to model cells in an adult human being. Physicist John Martinez passed long-anticipated milestone when he reported his team's quantum computer could carry out a calculation faster than the beat of a conventional computer. What? It wow. goes on and on and on, and and they they've named this uh, they've named this child in that uh, top ten. Ethicist Wendy Rogers, who revealed evidence that some organ transplants in China might have proceeded without the consent of the donors. Well, I think that's important to point out, yeah. don't you? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Quite. <laughs> well, that's enough. I can't. I, I'm loath to bring her up, but how do you ignore it when you have this kind of folly in play? And and you'll be the bad guy. Yeah. When, bad guy. Yeah. When they find out because you called this to light. Well, it's just pathetic. If you were one of those other guys or gals and you did all this stuff, you brought pigs' heads or cells back to life, and all she did was point out the usage of uh, X a country or, or how bad the USA is with uh, not having electric cars, for, wouldn't you feel like a fool? Yeah. Hey, everybody, let's skip school. And I'll be in the top ten of all science contributors My in Nature God. Magazine. Plus, things are working out for her. There's a documentary being uh, fashioned about her. I don't oh, know. Maybe her really? parents have this all planned. Maybe this is a get-rich scheme. I have no idea. Well, it's it's working. Although it's going cla- to work. Although she claims she doesn't want to spend money, and no one should spend money buying clothes, for example. Well, honey, what about the people who are feeding their family because they make shirts? Right. <laughs> so right. Nature Magazine sounds like something I'd enjoy. What's their agenda? I, I'm trying Their to, agenda is the mystery. I'm trying to look them up right now. Uh, it's an international weekly journal of science. Yeah. According to them. And Greta's in the top ten of their science, uh, people who've influenced science. I, I, God only knows what she has done to influence science. She's done nothing. 
and she can't do, ever do anything because she doesn't even learn anything because she's not in school. <laughs> yeah, she right. skips school. <laughs> yeah. uh, frequent contributor Jordy notes for all you Grunhofer's GL meatheads out there. <laughs> and he linked me to something that's inf- fascinating, especially to you, uh, you cookers in the room. You're all more of a cook than I am. How to cook sausages the right way. Oh. Because the chef says we're making three mistakes. Undivided oh, attention. We're making three mistakes. This is from food expert Jeff Baker, who has fed the likes of the queen and has shared his tips and tricks to cooking sausages. Uh, and, and the three ways we all fall up when cooking our bangers. All right. Bangers and mash. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Baker, who has cooked for the likes of the queen, previously told how we were all cooking bacon wrong. And now the award-winning Michelin-starred cook has lifted the lid on how to get the perfect bangers in five easy steps. This guy has three decades in a professional kitchen, and he's worked with some of the best in the business. Fred and the Queen. I'm, I'm going to give you the five ways, right? Yep. See if they mean anything to mm-hmm. you as a cook. Number one, remove the sausage from the chiller 20 minutes before cooking. You want room temperature. Uh, this helps the sausage cook evenly and prevents the skin from splitting when it is confronted with heat. Interesting. Hmm. Number two, pop your bangers in the pan. Okay. Use a heavy base nonstick frying pan placed on low to medium heat. Okay. All right. Number three, add a teaspoon of duck or goose fat Ooh. to the pan. Ooh, yeah. Then swirl around until the base is fully coated, then tip away any excess fat. Question. Can you buy duck fat? That was, I was wondering. Uh, my guess would be you, you could. I bet if you went to Spencer's, you could probably uh, find Because I've had my hand in many uh, duck cavities, and there's not a lot of not fat on fat. those birds. That's disturbing. <laughs> well, not a lot of fat. <laughs> Number four. Lick your fingers. Place the sausages in the pan, making sure they're not touching each other, and keep on a constant heat. Turning them regularly ensures the bangers get a rich golden color. Okay. Uh, once cooked, the sausage will be firm to touch with an internal temperature of 70 degrees. Spencer could verify all this. The secret now is to let the sausages rest for a few minutes, just like you would a steak, allowing the meat to relax, giving you a tender, right. juicy sausage. Changing your cooking methods can be tricky, especially if you think your way of making sausages is the best. I think he's mentioning Matt there. Uh, Never deep fry. Never deep fry. (laughs) Don't don't bake. Don't bake. And pricking the skins when cooking quality sausages with... High meat content and natural skins. I don't even know what that. I, I will. Meant. I will disagree with that. Um, You're not a food if, expert. If you slice a a sausage and you deep fry it, uh, it's pretty damn good. Like the Groveland Tap used to have. Deep fried sausages were fabulous. Sliced, not whole. Well, run all this by uh, Grunhoffers. Grunhoffers Old Fashioned Meats at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. Spencer has just had a beef brisket, bacon, and blue cheese burgers. This is in addition to recent uh, availabilities of choice bone-in and boneless prime rib roasts, double-smoked hams, choice tenderloins, smoked salmon, lamb chops and roasts, pickled herring, and here's the best part. Mm. They'll put a gift box together for Damn you. Right. you nice. got eight days left. If you want to do it for Christmas or before, get going. Gift boxes. Call and put in an order. 651-426-2800. Let them help you decide or you decide. There's 130 different pork brat flavors, for example. Summer sausage, jerky, smoked salmon, pastrami. Uh, it's just ribeye yeah. burgers, rookie burgers. What a gift box you could put together by calling the city desk. 
at Grunhofer's <laughs> Old Fashioned Meats on the north side of Hugo on Highway 61. It's one-stop shopping, bro. It really is. You that know, would be a hell of a gift box. Yeah. You know, it's supposed to be close to 40 over the weekend and yes. into next week. What? Yes. Buy stuff to grill. Grilling yes. in your shorts. Yes. Yeah. Grilling yes. in your shorts. Absolutely. Well, that, uh, that, that guy didn't mention anything about grilling. Uh, on a grill? No, he didn't. He didn't. I think but are, I think their bangers are different than pork yeah, brats. Yeah, it's that's a different type of sausage. Get a gift box from Grunhofer, 651-426-2800. Can we go back to nature? Yes. Uh, you said they're part of the mystery. I've been kind of perusing uh, the Wikipedia page about nature, and I don't know what their political stance is, but they seem to be really seriously legit. I mean, they started they in are. 1869. They are. Why would they allow themselves to That's be... why I say they're part of the mystery. If, you, if you've if you lowered yourself to feature this child as one of your top ten... You've been hornswoggled. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've been tricked, and now you're no longer legitimate. Right. Not in my eyes. Not in my eyes. Well, that's right. what I'm saying. The guys that are in that... That were nominated as well or have an award already are like, they should what be are you ups- doing? They should yeah. be upset. You're killing me. Anyway, uh, they claim that they're awarding her this honor because she's galvanized the world the way scientists cannot. I'm not no, sure I buy that. She's no. not galvanized GLers. No, mm. no. It's, it's, I, I think she's done the opposite. Given that. she has brought more attention, she's she's got a bunch of airplay on TV, radio, newspapers that the guy that did the pig's brain. But has it's not. meaningless. It's meaningless attention because yes. she has. She has. No, there's nothing. There's, There's no heard, accomplishment. Uh, well, who's who's the guy, John? Uh, is it Steyer that's running for president? Yeah, Tom, Tom Steyer. Steyer. Yeah, who's a billionaire. So again, I'm not wealthy enough to pretend I'm a liberal. And his part of his plank is to end climate change. Now think of that for that's, a minute. Yeah, <laughs> think of that. That's bold. <laughs> How do you end the natural cyclical changes in the earth? You okay. can't. These people are insane. Oh. I never thought I'd see the day. I think you just throw money in it. And it has nothing to do well, with the environment. If we're going to end it, I mean, we need to literally, seriously control the weather period. Because You know, we had eight storms <laughs> last year, which cost America well more than eight, eight than a Come billion on. dollars per storm. Yeah. It's far cheaper to recognize what's coming and cure the problem ahead of time. Right. You know right. why? Because there's never been storms before. <laughs> right. And then farmers would not have to deal with what they dealt with yeah. last year. A wet spring, a wet fall, uh, too much snow early Prior on. to Henry Ford inventing the Model T, there was never any storms. <laughs> <laughs> and then after, boom, damn Henry Ford, huh? And prior to the first coal that came out of the earth, there was never any storms. Yeah. Nothing. Everything was perfect. You would think the Nature magazine would know that. You would think everything was in harmony. And if we only could return to July 2nd, 1852, when there were butterflies. Oh, how much fun it was. Oh, you morons. Quit falling for this BS. It's going to cost you a fortune. Speaking of nature, uh, Stacy, the geologist, has just chimed in. Central California. 200 miles out uh, southeast of Sacramento, a 4.4 Ooh, Good thing Reeves got through there yesterday. Yeah, you're not kidding. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's nothing to shake a Mother stick Mother rumbles. At. Yep. Mother rumbles. And I wonder as a result of what? Did we use a, some extra we, coal yesterday? Yeah, yeah we yeah. need to stop that immediately. Yeah, whatever <laughs> we're doing is <laughs> wrong. Needs, that needs to come to an end. All right, we'll be back with Johnny. Truth. 
Justice and the Suture. What do you say, Johnny? Do you want some news? Is that what you like? Play okay. it down, newsman. The Mall of America, one step closer to adding an indoor water park. At its Monday night meeting, the Bloomington City Council approved the development plan for the park. 335,000 square foot facility would go up just north of the mall with a connection built over Lindau Lane. Financing for the project still needs to be approved. That could happen early next year. Now, they still have the, the Great Wolf Lodge one is still open, the former Water Park of America. And that's just a stone's throw. That's, that's right, right off of 494. Road, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's right across 77. Interesting, but, though, that yeah. they're going to go directly compete against them. A winning ticket playing the Minnesota Lottery game Go for Five was purchased in northwest Minnesota. State Lottery says the jackpot totaled about $1,606,134. The, uh, the ticket was bought at Hermantown General Store, located at 5105 Morris Thomas Road in Hermantown. Matched the numbers drawn on Monday the general store earns a $5,000 bonus for selling that ticket. Uh, nobody has stepped forward yet with that. A judge on Tuesday sentenced former Trump campaign official Rick Gates to 45 days in jail, despite what she said was extraordinary cooperation with special counsel Robert Mueller's Russia probe and other Justice Department investigations. The jail sentence, which she said was needed to reflect the seriousness of his crimes, is to be served intermittently during three years of probation. Uh, Kiss is still doing their uh, their farewell tour that's been going on now for <laughs> a year or it's two. It's been going and, on for ages. And it goes into 2021. Yeah. And uh, they've added uh, an interesting opening act, including for the date here at the Excel Energy Center. David Lee Roth announced as the warm-up act for the upcoming End of the Road tour, including St. Paul, Sioux City, Grand Forks, and Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, there's plenty of tickets left for those shows. The St. Paul gig uh, remain via Ticketmaster. Kiss's farewell outing already stopped here once at the Target Center last year. Did they rename it? It was Kiss. Now it's just kind of light hug tour. <laughs> that's uh, that's funny stuff. Okay, appreciate it. Roth uh, adds some intrigue to the whole thing. The 65-year-old singer hasn't been seen in the Twin Cities since Van Halen's last show at the X in 2012. There were strong rumors of a Van Halen reunion tour happening this past summer, but health issues with Eddie Van Halen and ongoing squabbling between the band members prompted Roth to declare the band finished and announced his own tour with a two-guitar-anchored new group starting with a Las Vegas residency in January. Well, that's my question. Who Do you know any of the players in his band? I don't. If I, <clears throat> Obviously, when he was popular and had the solo album. He had a great band. Don't you think that David Lee Roth was so good only because of Van Halen, the the brothers, and Michael Anthony? Well, I thought his solo stuff was excellent. You mean his studio solo stuff. Did you ever see Van Halen live? No, I never saw Van Halen. I saw Van Halen live and uh, David Lee Roth, a wonderful, wonderful entertainer. Yeah, he's old. He's an if, old school kind of... But... An awful, awful singer. Yeah. Just awful. But he made up for it by being a fantastic entertainer. By yeah. prancing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and jumping and yelling and stopping the show. And uh, The first show I saw, uh, he stopped the show and said, wait, you know, mid-song, stop the band. Wait, 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 slow down. Uh, this guy right out in front of me just threw his beer on me. But that's okay because after the show, I'm going to uh, his yep. girlfriend, right. <laughs> and and boom, one, two, three, four, back into the song, and it was it was like I'm being entertained. This is entertainment. That's a pretty good line. <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah, it was uh, wonderful. We, maybe we talked about this last year, or it wasn't last year. It was this year? Did we talk about 
He stood up at uh, one of the EDM things and did a thing with a disc jockey. Did you guys see that? I don't no. think so. It was very strange. He just stood up and was. Oh yes, we did. Yeah, was, yeah and it was surreal and weird. Yeah, and he yeah, was, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. dressed very conservatively, yeah, and he was yeah. just basically going. But those late seventies, early eighties, when Van Halen was Van Halen, man, he was he was a, he was That's, the guy. No contest, easily the best Van Halen was with David yeah, Roth. Yeah. No contest. Yeah. And oh. his, again, his solo stuff too. I like the early stuff. I'm your ice cream man. Stop worrying about passing by. Why don't they get their act together and have a reunion? No, tour. Eddie's a mess, both yeah. mentally and physically. Yeah, he's he's got issues. Uh, Eddie's always been a mess, and they kicked Michael Anthony out. Yeah, which yeah. Well, that was Eddie, apparently. Yeah, the kid's name is Grundhofer or something. Wolf, Wolfgang. 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 Yeah. Wolfgang's actually Wolfie. a really good musician. Yeah, he's a good. Yeah, and you can see, you know, bring the kid in uh, to play with the band. But come on, man, Michael Anthony's been there since the get go. Yeah, he should be there. But uh, anyway, Johnny, well, glad we saw Van Halen's. Yeah, before we move on, I think um, I can FYI you. Oh no! Uh, yesterday you talked about the jazz guy that we lost. Yeah, Irv. Irv Smooth yeah. Williams. Smooth. And you said uh, he was recognized. In Minnesota, as one of the first jazz guys to have his own day uh, okay. de- declaration, okay. I'm going to say that preceding him was uh, yeah. Red Maddock Day yeah, in about 1986. Yeah. So just uh, my sister called me and heard that. Thank you, Maria, for listening to the podcast every day. And uh, so she wanted to FYI you. Well, right. I guess that's Got fine. It. That's fine. Uh, Joe, the story you talked about earlier, an Arizona dad who beat a man to death in a conven- Arizona. I'm sorry, that was Oklahoma. In a convenience store parking lot after he tried to break into the 16-year-old's uh, daughter's bathroom stall has now been jailed for eight years. 40-year-old Melvin Harris III arrested in August of 2018 after beating Leon Armstrong to death in the parking lot of the convenience store. Harris was waiting in his car for his daughter and her friends when she emerged from the store, saying Armstrong had tried forcefully to get into the bathroom stall she was in. Armstrong had coincidentally asked Harris for money before he went into the store. Security guards were alerted and police were called, but Harris beat Armstrong to death in the parking lot. A man died in the hospital from brain swelling, a nasal fracture, and loss of oxygen. Witnesses said they watched Harris repeatedly kick and stomp on the man after hitting him. Harris was originally charged with second-degree murder, but he accepted a plea deal, which saw the charge reduced to manslaughter. The whole thing took place after Harris collected his daughter and her friends from work. They stopped at the convenience store for a soda, and so the girls could go to the bathroom. As they were inside the store, Armstrong, who had a lengthy criminal history, approached Harris in his vehicle, asked him for money. He then went into the store and into the bathroom where Harris's daughter claimed he rattled the door of the bathroom stall she was in trying to get in. She alerted security, then went back to Dad's car and told Dad what happened. As they prepared to leave, Armstrong emerged from the store. The girl pointed him out. Harris then got out of his vehicle. He told police he thought Armstrong was going to throw the first punch at him. After his arrest, his fiance spoke out in his defense. She said he was merely protecting his daughter. So uh, real life, not like the movies, you punch a guy in the face, he stumbles, he hits his head on the concrete, he dies, Mm -hmm. you go to jail. Mm -hmm. Kenny, that really shows the importance of your, uh, I know this isn't a gun related, but your gun class to say, you got to be calm and you got to think yeah. about what you're going to do. Maybe Absolutely. he should have just left. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as a father, we all we all know where right. you know yeah, we know exactly. where he's coming from. A rather amusing story, different kind of story altogether, oh. from the United Kingdom. A five-year-old girl in the UK who was performing in a nativity production on Tuesday wanted to show her mom she had an owie on her finger, her middle finger. 
So photos and video capture five-year-old Ella Leggy, who is playing an angel, by the way, <laughs> flipping the bird to the audience pretty much the entire show. <laughs> My kind of gal. Photos, photos of the little girl show her clutching her arm with her right. middle finger just in front of her face, looking around her hand and down at mom. Trying There's to no show room her. at the end, but how about a beer? How about a beer? <laughs> uh, mom is Carla Bovington. She also has a picture at one point where the uh, kid puts both arms in the air with both middle fingers up. 33-year-old mom told Kennedy News that Leggy was bothered by a hangnail. She was not trying to tell the entire school to bleep off. Uh, the performance, she said, was about half an hour long, and I would say 70% of it, she had her middle finger up. I just kept thinking, <laughs> oh, God, Ella, please stop. But she said luckily people uh, knew she was doing it innocently, and people were giggling and saying, bless the little child. Good. But, Bovington shared photos of Ella in the school play on social media. John, do you have the item about Carter, uh, Mayor Carter endorsing Klobuchar? I do not. Uh, the endorsement uh, is expected to be announced uh, this morning. Places him on the pro-Klobuchar list uh, that most prominent Minnesota Democrats have already joined. Except, except for yeah, except uh, Ilhan for. Omar. Uh, and Carter said in a statement, I am excited to endorse her presidential campaign. Her proven ability to bring people together and get things done is exactly what we need. No word from Amy on whether or not she's accepting this endorsement. But <laughs> uh, obviously she probably would, wouldn't she? Of course. She would of course. think so, yeah. yeah. Uh, researchers in Mexico, I don't like this, have identified a new species of spider with venom oh. that's capable of rotting human flesh. Really? Oh, come on. A team from the National Autonomous University of Mexico, that's UNAM, found the spider dubbed Laxoselis tenochtitlan in the Valley of Mexico, a highland plateau at the center of the country where Mexico City is. The spider named after the Tenochtitlan the ancient capital city of the Aztec Empire. I'm sure I didn't pronounce that right, but close enough. The arachnid belongs to a genus or group of species which are commonly referred to as recluse spiders. Uh, that include violin <laughs> spiders, brown spiders, fiddlebacks, or reapers. They're known for their venomous bites, which, while not fatal, can cause necrosis in the skin, leaving a permanent scar. According to the college team, Mexico has the highest diversity of that kind of spider in the world, being home to around 40 of the 140 known species. The researchers say the newly identified species is the first that's considered native to the Valley of Mexico region. Aren't most spiders, uh, you know, shy? They're not really out there. They kind of hide, don't they? they? I think if you leave them alone, they leave you alone. I would never go to Mexico. You can't ride a snowmobile in Mexico. No, but you can here, yeah. and you can get it at EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake on Highway 61. But there is something you can't get at EcoFun. What? Well, you can't get a Chevrolet V8-powered snowblower. <laughs> I just want you to hear this. This was sent to us. It's a YouTube clip of a guy who has built a snowblower. It looks just like a snowblower. And where your little engine sits, he's got a small block Chevrolet V8. Oh. Listen to that. <laughs> oh, it's just well, I can smell it. Yeah. The blower portion, the front end, the business end is about four feet wide. Yeah. And then he takes it outside. He apparently lives somewhere where there's no snow. Oh, what a bummer. He's laughing. What Here we go. He's going to rev laughing. Up. <laughs> it's got full-size wheels on it. It drinks straight pipes. 
Oh, would that be cool? What if it got away from me and just dragged you flying behind you? <laughs> Especially in Duluth, downhill. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be in the drink. What you can get at EcoFun, though, is the full line of Yamaha snowmobiles, ATVs, and side-by-sides. And right now, get this for Christmas. An ATV selection that includes 10 different youth models in stock. And GLers, you mentioned that you're a GLer and you listen to the podcast. You uh, you get the free helmet with every gas ATV. And these prices will remain uh, for you exclusively through Christmas. Uh, these are the Black Friday prices. And these are on top of the sale prices already established. 100 bucks off all electric bikes. $100 off all in-stock scooters. This is on top of year-end sale prices. $50 off uh, Stacy's Kids Electric Balance Dirt Bikes. And, again, that full line of Yamaha Winter products, the Yamaha yeah. Snowmobiles. Speaking of that, I'm, I'm spending your money for you. I found yeah. your grand your grandkids the ultimate winter toy. And I didn't realize that Yamaha started making what they used to call snow scoots, right. which is just a tiny little kids oh. snowmobile. And uh, <laughs> how fast is it? They, oh, it can't go over. I, I'm it can't go 20 miles an Well, hour. I mean, I'd have to put a rope on it and walk behind <laughs> the kid. <laughs> or no, you do what I did when my kid was little. You buy yourself one yeah. and you go riding with them. Yeah. Uh, but this one, you're, oh, my God, your grandkids would love this. How much are they? I have no idea. i got to get out there and see it. You better get up there. Oh, that w- w- would it fit in the back of an SUV? I bet it would. It might. Oh, yeah. It might. This I... is, gr- this, this is uh, EcoFun. Uh, it's a really, really great place to shop for Christmas. And again, free ATV helmets with all gas youth TVs. And for uh, grandparents' uh, honor of the year, check out the thing Kenny's talking about, the Yamaha-produced snow scoop. Youth snowmobile, yeah. youth snow scoop. EcoFun Motorsports, EcoFunMotorsports.com or EcoFun Motorsports, uh, downtown Forest Lake, right on Highway 61. In Florida, a Manatee County school bus had to be evacuated after students complained of a noxious smell. The bus was taking home 33 students from Buffalo Creek Middle School when they smelled the odor. No injuries. No uh, students needed to go to the hospital. Another bus was sent to the scene to transport the students. After an investigation, the school district determined the odor came from a student's body spray. Oh, really? (laughs) Used by one of these students Mm -hmm. on the bus. Uh, Not sure if we needed a study for this. Uh, If you found meaning in your life, you're more likely to be both physically and mentally healthy, according to a new study. Well, Kenny, duh, that explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, easy shot. I was thinking I was on the good side of that argument, but you're right. Last that explains year, a lot. Last year, last fall and winter, when I was doing nothing. I was very, very happy. <laughs> Remember, I was so happy. It was, it was irritating to you guys. You yeah. were. Yeah, yeah it was your, your one-day work weeks were very uh, <laughs> beneficial to you. On the other hand, people restlessly searching for meaning in their life are more likely to have worse mental well-being with their struggle to find purpose, negatively affecting mood, social relationships, oh. psychological health, and their ability to think. You're and right, reason. That article is about yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Dalip Jesti was the senior associate dean for the Center for Healthy Aging at the University of California, San Diego. He said, we found presence of meaning was associated with better physical functioning and better mental functioning. Many think about the meaning and purpose of life in a philosophical perspective, but he said meaning in life is associated really with better health, 
wellness, and perhaps longevity. Really? Mm-hmm. Say, Stephen C. Anderson has his great Christmas concert tonight at the yes. cathedral. Uh, yep. Yes. Yep. And yesterday there was almost a catastrophe taking the uh, piano uh, up the steps. A bolt broke. And they needed a tool and die kit. They went to the nearest Fratelloni's. That was Grand and Dale in St. Paul. They got whatever they needed. They got the bolts. They put the thing back together so the piano wouldn't fall off its cart. Can you imagine trying to hold that thing? Oh, my God. run to Frats. Yeah, you guys just, hurry just up. Just hold it here. I'll be right, right back. back. <laughs> it's in and safely established for tonight's <clears throat> concert. Should be good. Yeah. A uh, man in England arrested for allegedly damaging several vehicles by throwing a box and two ferrets at the vehicles. Nice marmot. What are you, a park ranger? (laughs) (laughs) The unidentified 25-year-old was apparently caught in the act before 7.30 in the evening as he was detained by members of the public during the incident in Harrogate in Great Britain. When police got there, they discovered at least a dozen vehicles were damaged, including smashed windows, dents, and scratches, according to North Yorkshire police. The vehicles were hit with a box of some sort that were said to be holding a pair of ferrets. Those two ferrets were also thrown at the car. Local investigators are asking the public for help in gathering info about all this. A spokesperson for North Yorkshire said this would have been a very disturbing and alarming incident to those who witnessed it, and we are keen to speak to anyone who has information that could help in our investigation. The two ferrets involved in the bizarre encounter taken into custody by the Royal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Remember when I was younger, I, somebody we used to go to a party at his house had two ferrets. Yeah, every what's party, the purpose of a ferret? Every party, I'm not a ferret. ferret yeah, what do they do? I don't uh, run fast. You know, just get a wiener dog instead. Yeah, <laughs> good, good point. They, they do resemble each other a bit. Well, John, that's fantastic. Okay, that's just fantastic. Uh, for all your Christmas needs, get to RF Moeller Jewelers, three locations. That's what I'm talking about, bro. That's what I'm talking about. And <laughs> our man Reavers, the Dum Dum Run. Yeah. He's flying home. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's proving us all wrong. Good for him. He'll be home for Din Din tonight, yeah. or supper, as yeah, John He'll be and home I for said. supper. supper. Yep. Yep. And then uh, he can thaw out that windshield washer fluid and get back to business <laughs> yeah, here. Joe, should I, should I pump some gas in the yeah. windshield no. reservoir? No, don't, don't do that. Maybe oh, light it. Man. You might as well light that. it, too, then. What did he do faster if you created a fireball you could have seen from here? <laughs> that would have been the 4.4 uh, earthquake out, out west. And it's an aviator, not a navigator? That is yes. correct. Yep. Aviator. Aviator's a little little brother to yep. the navigator. Hey, garagelogic.com is where you can find all of the podcasts where we rip reavers in prior shows. Check it all out and everything else you can launch. Might not be in time for Christmas, but get your GL gear at garagelogic.com. Catch you next time.